0: Welcome to the Micah Micah podcast, presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike here with Micah, LQ, and Prime. How's everybody doing this week?
1: Everything, Good,
0: bro. A lot on the table. Everything, everything. Hey, business is booming, man. <laughs> it's been it's been a very eventful week so far. Last week we didn't we didn't really have that much to talk about, but this week the NFL uh, free agency starting up players are starting to sign with teams. The league's uh, date starts tomorrow on Wednesday uh, where players can officially sign. But the week started off basically on Saturday night, I believe with Antonio Brown uh, reported by Ian Rappaport being traded to the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Antonio Brown uh, went on the NFL's Instagram page and said that that is a uh, fake news that he's not getting traded to the Buffalo Bills Ian Rappaport for the next couple of hours was a, uh, trying to backtrack, sitting on his, uh, basically sitting on his hands. Adam Schefter wasn't saying anything. Jocena Anderson, all the NFL reporters weren't saying that this is confirmed. So I know he was starting to feel real sick. And then later, Adam Schefter woke up at 3 a.m. and said, you know what? Uh, Let me, let me clear out the story. He said, it's not happening at all. AB is not getting traded to the Buffalo Bills. Then we see reports that he's going to the Raiders. He starts putting it out on Instagram Live that, look, the Raiders are the team. And, A couple of hours later, we see that Antonio Brown is getting traded to the Raiders for a third and a fifth. So, LQ, I want to start with you since AB is coming from your team. How do you feel about this move of Antonio Brown leaving? Do you think that they got enough compensation for uh, Antonio Brown? First and foremost, uh, I'm a little torn. It's a
1: bittersweet moment. I'm just happy that all of this is finally over. This has been an accumulation of a couple years and a couple – different situations, and it's finally over. So that's cool. Uh dude, We're definitely going to miss his production. However, as far as compensation, he kind of decked his trade value. He like, nuked a lot.
0: it. <laughs> like, he nuked
1: it. I think he was purposely trying to get himself cut. So uh that definitely decked the trade value. So, I mean, the third-round pick is basically a, a late second, if you want to look at it, because the Raiders are picking a bit earlier in the draft this year. So, I think it's maybe the third or fourth pick in the third round. So, like I said, that's a late second. That's not too bad. So, I guess it's the best deal that we could have gotten at the time. I can take it. But it is what it is. And uh, just got to move forward, man. I don't know if Juju's ready to be that number one guy, but we're going to see He's it. posting like he was. Yeah, that post, that post was uh, – I'm ready. It was a little it was a spicy. strong. Man. Yeah, it had him yeah. in the background. It was, it was in Oakland. So, uh, hopefully he's ready for the challenge.
2: I'm loving it. <laughs> Ain't nobody scared no damn Juju.
3: Hey, look. they pick up that guy and compliment Juju. Hey, You'd never know, man.
1: James Washington is not that guy. I just want to go out <laughs> yeah. and write. They, 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 they don't have
0: to go to the market or draft. again, but yeah. shout out James Washington, though. So, and you you don't think that the Steelers are a problem? You're not worrying about them at all next season. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We, we, we today are, is look, March The, the 11th. Baltimore we'll Ravens be
2: fine. are not worried about the Pittsburgh Steelers. You just well they just went eight and seven. Eight seven with one. Antonio. Eight seven eight, and seven one, and yes, one with AB.
1: Yes sir. And no
2: Le'Veon. Are you telling me they're going to be better than eight seven one without AB and Le'Veon and a forty year old quarterback?
1: Come on, bro. Absolutely. We're not worried.
0: I mean, how can they they realistically be better?
1: I feel as if uh, Ben had some situations with Antonio where they weren't on the same page. I know uh, they had a dispute about routes and things like that pretty often. So um, if Ben could spread that ball out, because there's been numerous games where I've watched Ben literally force the ball in double, triple, and quadruple coverages just to get the ball to Antonio Brown. I don't know if that's due to their situation and arguing or whatever their situation is, but if Ben can spread that ball around to a plethora of maybe four or five receivers that could, you know, do something, we should be fine. So, and then running by committee with um, Jalen Samuels
0: and James Conner will be back, and I think we'll be fine. Yeah, but the reason why Ben could spread out the ball a lot was because you have situations where – AB was going to get double team where people were focusing on AB. You can't really spread spread the ball around where you have Juju and then you have James Washington and I don't really know who who else is like who else is there besides that. Maybe you pick up somebody like in the draft, but I don't know. Yes, you... uh,
1: Ryan Switzer and Darius Hayward Bay right now. So uh... <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Through the draft or free agency. We don't really make big plays through a oh, free agency. Man. So, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the draft. I hope we don't go first round, but I'll be all right if we go second round. Maybe round you year.
2: and the – maybe y'all and the, the in the Bengals could team up together. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with y'all <T> this season. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> moving from <laughs> one Steeler to another. Le'Veon <clears throat> Bell, that saga is also over. Um, he's a free agent now. He can – Sign with any team that he wants to. So, I want to go uh, to open it up. Who do you think is his number one team? Where do you think that Le'Veon Bell is going to end up being once uh, the season starts? I put money
3: on that. I think I have to go with the Colts, though. Um, Marlon Mack was a revelation for them. But if you have the chance and opportunity to get a game changer back for Le'Veon Bell, I don't see
2: why you don't take him. Yeah. The Colts or... Are... I honestly like the Packers the most. I like the Packers. They have the cap space to get him. The Seahawks do. But their offensive line is always questionable. Um, I mean, my Ravens would be cool with him and Lamar, but I don't feel like running back would be is the biggest need. We had Gus Edwards last year. He isn't a household name. But I'd rather us go ahead and try and get Jordan Howard. But – If we add Le'Veon Bill to our offense, it would definitely be more dynamic.
0: Thank you. For me,
1: anywhere in Baltimore, man. Um, (laughs) If I had to pick his destination, I would probably pick uh, Houston because uh, they have the dynamic wide receiver, quarterback combo, kind of like what we had. I feel like uh, Deshaun Watson is uh, better for – his style of play than Ben Robertsberger was. They can do a lot of read option things and a lot of other different looks that can make them uh, a bit scary, but they do have some offensive line issues they need to take care of. Before that, the Eagles are another interesting destination. It seems like a uh, running back has been their biggest hole for the
0: last uh, three, four or five years, ever since LaShawn McCoy has been gone basically. Yeah. Uh, I, I Yeah. I, I agree with that there for me. I I'm going with the Packers. I think they wanted to make a big splash. Um, Last year was definitely a disappointment. I thought they'll be in the A.B., uh, try to get A.B., try to get Rodgers another receiver. But when you've been having for the past couple of years, you're running back wearing number 88. I think it's time for you to go <laughs> go ahead and change and get a real running back. And I think Le'Veon Bell could be that guy for for the Packers. But any other last-minute like minute teams that you think uh, Le'Veon Bell could potentially get on? Not the Raiders. Nah, yeah, okay. yeah, I see uh, possibly
1: the 49ers or something like that, apparently, with Jimmy G. Uh, Throw the Jets out there, too. Yeah.
0: Hey, Jets. True. <laughs> Jets, Jets have been making uh, some moves today. The, Reds, the Redskins. No. Let's move on. Let's
3: no, move. We, don't, we, don't, we don't have the space for that.
0: But it's good that you brought up the Redskins because the Redskins did make a big signing today uh, at safety. Landon Collins getting a six year deal worth $84 million. Micah, I'm going to you first as. Uh, one of the Redskins fans on this podcast. How do you feel about this move? Man, I'm ecstatic about it. Simply because,
3: all right. So let's let's just backtrack. It came out that we got landed, and people saw that eighty four million, I believe it was, yeah, the total overall. And people were going crazy. Like, why would you pay a guy like that who can't cover that much money? Da da da. This, that, and a third. Well, the actual, like, you know, the actualities of the contract got put out there, and. Next year, his cap hit two thousand nineteen is three point five million. That leaves plenty of room to keep doing making, well, excuse me, keep making other moves. Um, I think Land is a guy that, in the right system, he is a top five safety. He's an All Pro. Um, last year he did get hurt towards the end of the season, and I think he did have a down year, but he had a season low of ninety six tackles. Air quotes on season low. That's still a great year for my safety, even as a box guy. So I'm happy. Whatever production we're gonna get is gonna be. Uh, top level and i'm really excited to see it because we need playmakers on defense
0: thank you
1: um it, it doesn't affect me in any way i knew we didn't really have a shot at getting landing collins so um by us being out of the sweepstakes like i said this move doesn't really affect me by you guys not being out of the division um i feel like you guys definitely needed something in that secondary because breland and uh Strowman, is that he's Strowman? Greg. Oh, we had a lot of yeah. we have a lot of cornerbacks throughout the yes. year. Wish them through Dunbar, Breland.
3: <laughs> Dunbar, Breland, Strowman, Breland, Strowman, Fabian Moreau. It's just we, <laughs> it, Oh Lord. thank you for coming to us.
1: <laughs> but um with you guys letting DJ and uh-huh. Ha go, I feel like you had to do something. So this is that something that you guys did. So hopefully it could work out in your best favor. You guys don't Typically have the best history with big name free agents, but hey, what do you mean? Maybe he can break that curse.
0: What do you mean we don't have a good name with big name? free Al, agents? Albert. Albert, Albert was it was <laughs> maybe uh, is Albert he, a one time <clears> thing? No, <throat> he was. We he do he was have. Past right, his prime.
3: So, yeah, Dan has a tendency in the past to go over guys, get guys that's way past their prime. Bruce Smith comes to mind. Deion Sanders when he was like
2: thirty-eight
3: comes to Junior mind. Junior Gallet, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah Junior all, all these, all these, I,
3: yeah. Okay, I'll give you Junior Gallet. We had yeah we just had a tendency to kind of go over the wrong guys, but we also made some pretty good moves as of late. Um, I think the guys have the guys in the front of the office, Bruce, and them have the right mindset going forward of the guys that we need to get, and we're building a good team. I feel like so I'm I'm still ecstatic for it. Maybe it's just man and me speaking, but yeah.
0: I don't know with Landon at 84 when he's 24 years old, we're getting basically his prime from 24 to 30. Uh, what only 50 something guaranteed, and most of that is in his signing bonus. <laughs> I think it's a perfect deal. It works out for uh. Works out for everybody. Landon gets his big money. He gets to stay in the division and face the Giants. And I think that was a really big thing for him because he didn't do anything to deserve to like not be franchised for 11 million by the Giants. And mm-hmm. the fact that they weren't even thinking about it, I think that's going to be great motivation. The face. Yeah, great motivation. You want that from your from your uh, safety? And do you got have any thoughts on uh, the Landon move?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I guess, like AOQ said, it don't really affect me. I mean, I mean shout out Sean Taylor. He really the reason why y'all got us. <laughs> you know, to he's a good player. Put more fans in the in the stadium.
0: You know, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, I know you 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 guys are I know Mike and I are hype <clears throat> of this move. We saw it, and I was I was like, finally we got we got that person that can fill in that role that I think they've been trying to fill since Sean Taylor uh, Sean Taylor was uh, gone from the Redskins. But there's another safety that got signed today, Tyron Matthew, with the Chiefs, who had one of the worst defenses in uh, the league last year, especially their secondary. It was terrible. What, do you, what does this do for the Chiefs? Do you guys think that this helps them in their quest to maybe overthrow the uh, take over the Patriots as that best team in the AFC?
1: Oh, uh, what That's it showed chart. me. Yeah, I was say, what it showed me is they're, they're, they're taking the steps to get in that direction of contenders and not pretenders. Um, they have the contender on offense, but the defense is definitely pretenders. Patrick Mahomes has literally got to go out there and score 40 a game. So uh, with Matthew signed, maybe he only would have to score 35 a game now. So uh, <laughs> they still have a lot of moves to make, but this is definitely a step in the right direction.
3: One thing I, I like about what the Chiefs are doing is <clears throat> um, they're trying to shop. I believe they're trying to shop d Ford, and they got rid of Justin Houston. Now, why would you, if you want to stop defenses, why would you get less interior guys and ex- get more exterior guys? Well, it's a passing league. I definitely think this is the right move. Um, We saw last year they stole my man Fuller away from the Redskins for Alex Smith, but, you know, whatever. <clears throat> that happened. I really think that going forward, they're going to have to get the right guys that fit into that. Um, Maybe some young guys, guys that don't really require a lot of money, and guys are really energetic about playing for the Chiefs. So I think it's the right move. And the Honey Badger is the kind of guy that can rally guys around him. So I really think that going forward, he's probably going to be the leader of the defense if Eric Berry doesn't get back to that true form.
2: Yeah, they're they're a corner and a pass rusher away to winning the whole thing. They let go of Houston, and D is on the trading block, um, but. They can get another corner and there it doesn't technically have to be a shutdown corner. He can even be a high number two. They just need somebody who can at least cover somebody because <laughs> when they play anybody, wide receivers <laughs> just playing like they run their routes on air. So they need a they need a pass rusher and they need a corner and they'll be in the Super Bowl. And Eric Berry and Tyron Matthews. Probably the best safety duo in the league on paper now. Yeah,
0: it's, it, that was definitely a big help. Uh, <laughs> like you said, I definitely do think they need another corner. Orlando Scandrick isn't going to cover it as w- when you're getting cut from the Redskins Ooh. as a quarter <laughs> as a corner, then signing with the Chiefs and starting, you hey, know, Dre, you know it's a, <laughs> it's a big problem. And we saw them against, uh, I believe it was the Chargers late in the season that game that they lost because of their secondary, and we saw it in the playoffs too against the Patriots. They need. They need help on defense, and getting Matthew was a big step in that direction. But that's enough for free agency. We have a very special episode today. It's going to be our first mock draft. Everybody has eight teams to choose from. They have their players that they've picked. They're going to explain why they picked each player. So, Micah, you have the first pick. So, I'll let you start and explain who the Cardinals are taking and why. All right, man, let's get this started. So,
3: for the first pick of R, the um, Was the the LS NFL draft? Um, I have the Cardinals taking Kyler Murray. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit. Um, I definitely think that the Kingsbury and Kyler Murray thing is real. Um, and in the fact when they do take him, they're probably going to trade Rosen somewhere. Um, this market value is still a third round pick, so I don't see anybody really going to reach for him. But I see him going to the Redskins. Um, simply because we need. Uh, a guy that's on a rookie contract that could possibly be the Alex Smith replacement because Case Keenum is not the long term answer. He's definitely a glue kind of quarterback that we just need for the transition of what we're trying to do. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh,
2: yeah. So the Cardinals get Kyler Murray and they trade Josh Rosen. All right. The second pick, San Francisco 49ers. I'm gonna go with Nick Bosa. He's probably the best player, well, best, you know, pro-ready player right now in the draft. Um, Cardinals mm-hmm. definitely have to find their quarterback, so they don't really need Nick Bosa. And the 49ers have to get better on defense, and they have their quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo. So Nick Bosa is going to go to the 49ers.
0: With the third pick, I have the New York Jets. The New York Jets are taking Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a move where The Jets need to improve on defense, and he's the best available player. They have a lot of holes on both offense and defense, but defense is definitely more of a need. We see them make moves today to uh, pick up uh, Anthony Barr from the Vikings and to solidify even more the defense. They take the uh, DN in Josh Allen.
1: And with the fourth pick, I have the Oakland Raiders, and I'm going to select Devin White, the linebacker from LSU. I felt as if Devin White was the right pick because – the Raiders traded Khalil Mack, an all-pro edge rusher. And I feel like the best uh, pass rusher from all angles in this draft, to me, from what I've seen in the combine and other films that I watched, is uh, Devin White. So to get that production back, we're going to drive Devin White at four.
0: I have a quick question about Devin White, LQ. I mean, I've seen like a lot of uh, predictions of Devin White maybe going like top ten. I don't know if he's, I've seen him as high as four. What, like, stood out to you? Like, why do you think he's a top four uh, player in this draft?
1: So, probably the only other player that I've seen ranked in the top ten in that conversation that I've seen above him was Nick Bosa and Josh Allen. They've both been taken off the board. So, it's kind of a best available situation.
0: Okay. All right. I like that. I like that.
3: All right. So, yeah. for the fifth pick, um, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor um, – you know, this is a guy that is probably most likely seen as one of the best tackles in the draft. Um, I definitely think the Buccaneers do this because they need to protect whoever they have at quarterback, whether it be James Winston. Um, we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick out there this year a little bit. If whatever the Buccaneers do, they need to start with the O line because James Winston was getting touched way too much. Um, I definitely think this is the guy for them. He's a Florida guy, so the transition wasn't too bad. He's still in state, so. This fits. Honestly, it fits. It just It's a perfect fit for me.
2: With the sixth pick, with the New York Giants, we're going to take Dwayne Haskins. Pretty much, you know, easy prediction. Giants need a quarterback. Eli's been reported. This is his last year. It's going to be the farewell tour. And Dwayne Haskins sits for a year, and he'll be the starter next year.
0: With the seventh pick, in the NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to take Montez Sweat. I think he showed the most in the NFL combine. He helped his draft stock a lot. Uh, the the Jags ended up trading uh, Dante Fowler to the Rams uh, at the trade deadline last season. So they, they're going to need somebody to fill in that role at the defensive end and help bolster that already great defense. They got Nick Foles. They'll get him some weapons maybe in free agency or later in the draft, but I do think that they need help in uh, on the edge on their defensive line. And I think that's where Montez Sweat comes in at the number seven pick.
1: At eight, I have uh, Quentin, Williams. Quentin Williams, I'm sorry, the defensive tackle out of Clemson. I have him there because since and Sue has left, they tried to fill that void with, uh, I believe, Haloti Naha and a, plethora of uh, other defensive tackles. I believe Damon Harrison from the uh, Giants is still there and Deshaun Robinson. Those guys are uh, pretty old so if they can get some young blood in there especially with some talent and some championship pedigree, I feel like um, Matt Patricia and that Detroit Lions defense can really uh, turn things around and start making their way up the NFC North. For the
3: ninth pick, in the draft, I have the Buffalo Bills going Cody Ford. Um, Similar to what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did, uh, the Bills are a team that need offensive line help. They have Josh Allen. They have who they perceive as their guy at quarterback. So why not get one of the best tackles in the draft? Um, He's been protecting Kyler Murray last year. We saw him do fine with that. Even Kyler Murray was an elite athlete. It still takes good O-line work to, you know, really work and really get the status he has. Um, He's a redshirt junior, well, was a redshirt junior, so he's been there a little bit. I definitely think he's, um, probably received as one of the, if not the best, the second or third best tackle in the draft, and I feel like this is a fit for the uh, Buffalo Bills.
2: At number 10, the Denver Broncos is going to take Drew Locke. Um, I don't really like this pick, but (laughs) I think Drew Locke should even be in the first round, but... It's John Elway, he's gonna keep striking for quarterbacks and it's been reported all the time that he's fallen in love with Drew Locke. You know, he was even interested, it was reported Justin Herbert from Oregon, he was in love with him. I don't know what goes on in his brain, but
0: he loves a tall white quarterback. That's that's that's, <laughs> I, that's I, what it's it. I I think he's just facts gonna
2: on. I think he's just gonna try to get Drew Locke. He's gonna sit behind Flacco for a year or two maybe and, and he would try to be the franchise quarterback.
0: At number 11, I have the Cincinnati Bengals taking Jonah Williams. The Cincinnati Bengals were ranked number 27 in offensive line uh power rankings for last season. They needed a lot of help on the offensive line, and Jonah Williams from Alabama is going to be able to do that for uh, the Bengals. I think he secures up there. He could play tackle, he could play guard. And depending on what they need the most there, I think that's going to be helpful to whatever the quarterback situation is, you're going to need somebody to go ahead and protect. And I think Joniel Williams is that player.
1: At 12 for the Green Bay Packers, I have Rashawn Gary, a D and a linebacker from Michigan. I have him going to the Green Bay Packers because Clay Matthews is 32 years old. They've been going secondary heavy. In the past two drafts, so I feel like this is the year they go linebacker. And the best linebacker available at twelve would be Mr. Rashawn Gary. For the thirteenth pick, I
3: have the Miami Dolphins taking Ed Oliver from Houston. Um going into the draft and really for the last two years, he was considered the number one prospect coming out. Um uh incredible athlete, uh, great speed, you know, one of those guys that really can take over a game. Um, he had a little bit of I will not say troubles, but he had a little situation with coaches and injuries in a senior – well, not a senior season, but his final season in college. Um, I don't think that affects his draft stock too much. He does drop from his protected, like, top five status, but he doesn't get out of the first 15, which I think the Dolphins take him as, like, a best player available type thing. Um, it's a really help out with everything. Um, we see, all, you know, some of their situations, them getting Cameron Wake, them in the past getting like, a guy like Jason Taylor, a guy that can really set the edge really be a defensive presence and really just be extremely disruptive.
2: I'm going to go with the with the 14th pick, and I got the Falcons taking Greedy Williams from LSU. Ran a 4-3 at the combine, locked down corner. He's tall, does have to work on his tackling, but should probably be in the top, even eight, top ten but he's going to slip a little bit because the defensive line in this draft is pretty crazy, and we all know he's got to have a lot of pass rushes in this league. So the Falcons need a lot of help on defense. Matt Ryan and the offense is already solidified. You know, he even had better numbers this past season than this year he did in the MVP season. It's just a lot of people got hurt on the defensive side of the ball. So I think they'll get more help in the secondary taking Greedy.
0: With the 15th pick, the Washington Redskins are taking Clellan Cle- Cle- Farrell from Clemson their defensive end uh the Redskins are going to be losing Preston Smith to free agency they uh, need to shore up that defensive line this is a pick to get a best available player you don't want to overreach for a wide receiver who is a big help for uh who was a big need for the Redskins but I think they go ahead and pick a defensive end they probably would have wanted to go greedy Williams if he still was available but he was taken before in the Falcons so I think that the Redskins go ahead and get a defensive lineman.
1: At 16, we have the Carolina Panthers. Uh, We've revised this a bit today, and I changed my pick after the signing of Devin Funches to the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to go DK Metcalf, the big wideout out of Ole Miss. Right now, as it stands, Torrey Smith, Jarius Wright, DeAndre White <laughs> and someone named Adam LaVorne
0: are literally
1: the best two wide receivers behind Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore, which are a rookie and a second-year player. Um, I just feel like they need to put a more complete core around Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey down there. So I believe DeKalb could take their offense to the Knights.
3: So for the 17th pick, I have the Browns taking. Uh, offensive tackle Andre Dillard from Washington State. Um, this is a guy with a lot of experience playing in uh, Washington State's offense. Uh, go Cougars, I guess. Uh, very pass oriented, very NFL I guess centric. A lot of pass sets and stuff like that. I definitely see his game transferring well to the <clears throat> to the NFL space. Uh, I definitely think he's a guy that could be able to protect Baker. So this pick is it's kind of. It, it is what it is. I actually uh, we we talked about revising a little bit. I actually had them taking DK and Metcalf, but this is a that was a good point made. That if you wanna go with Baker as your guy, and it's very much like the thinking of the Bills and the Bucks earlier, you have to get somebody to protect them. And we've seen it, you know, like clockwork throughout the other years that teams are willing to take offensive tackles to protect their guy. So I see it as a no-brainer at this point. I'm glad somebody brought it up because it makes sense.
2: With the 18th pick, the Vikings are going to take Devin Bush. Um, I do think Kirk Cousins has made the Vikings very much lesser than what they are. Or the Vikings could have just had a one-hit wonder, you know, on that that magical run they had. But the Vikings (laughs) Vikings have to go get back. Because even that miracle year that they had, the Vikings had a historic – defense numbers wise not play wise but in the numbers they were up there with the top defenses of all time and they have not got back to the, to that level Anthony Barr signs to the Jets Devin is gonna come in there and solidify their defense in the middle
0: with uh the 19th pick in the draft the Tennessee Titans are taking uh Christian Wilkins I think this is a pick where I was looking at, uh, again, rankings of where they stack up defensive line, and they were 28th in the league last year with their uh, defensive line. They need somebody in the middle to go ahead and anchor that, uh, that line, and I think that that's going, to be, um, that's going to be Christian Wilkins. They could also go wide receiver at that position, but I do believe that they want to focus on defense first and get that settled and then worry about wide receivers later in the draft.
1: At 20, we have the (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers selecting Byron Murphy, the corner out of Washington. I've been clamoring for this guy for the last three years, and he's dropped to us in our mock draft, and if he can drop to us in the NFL draft, it would be greatly appreciated, man. (laughs) We desperately need some help at corner. Um, Joe Hayden has had some pretty good games last year, but on that other side, we had, Mike Hilton, which is uh, – he's a pretty good player. We've had I, – I don't know what to call him. We have Artie Burns. Burns. <laughs> Artie. We'll lock down for a quarter and get torched the rest of the game. It's, it's pretty messy in that secondary. So, uh, we can clean that up this time by grabbing Byron Murphy. <clears throat> so, for the
3: 21st pick, I have the Seahawks taking TJ Hawkinson, tight end from Iowa. Now, there's a lot of questions of who's actually the best tight end. It's funny. that actually both comes from Iowa. Uh, just a little note. Iowa's been producing tight ends for the last 15 years. It's actually yeah. been great. Uh, George Kittle comes to mind. <laughs> Dallas Clark kind of set the tone coming into the decade. But, I mean, look, this is a guy even splitting reps. He still won the John Mackey Award, which is the best uh, – <clears throat> the award for the best tight end in the nation. The Seahawks need a guy – well, they need a guy that Russ can throw to in the middle of the field when it all breaks down. And usually it all breaks down. They thought Jimmy Graham was that guy. He wasn't that guy. And unfortunately, he just wasn't that guy. I think TJ Hockenson brings a lot to the table. I think he's a guy that will get his nose dirty in the run game. Clearly, he is a great pass catcher. Uh, probably the more complete of the two, talking about him and Noah Font. Um, I definitely think the Seahawks are a kind of team that will always be a run-basis kind of oriented team as long as Russell Wilson's there. And I think T.J. Hawkinson is the guy that can really do both. I feel like he's the most balanced tight end in the draft, and I feel like this is another no-brainer pick for uh, <clears throat> for
2: the Seahawks. With the 22nd pick, the uh, AFC North champions, the reigning <laughs> champions, uh, Baltimore Ravens. We're going to take Nikhil Harry. Uh, very much needed. Perfect fit. You know, I've been looking at plenty of mock drafts, and we have been – Linked to him, uh, big catch radius. He can run every route. He blocks. That's his gonna be. That's his most. I think his best attribute. He really blocks down the field. He doesn't take plays off. You know, every play you you know he believes even on a run play he's gonna get the ball. So you know, I think it's a perfect fit. Him and Lamar can grow together, and you know we're gonna do, we're gonna do big things with my new with my new guy.
0: With the twenty third pick, the Houston Texans are taking the other tight end from Iowa. Uh, no offense, and I think this is a pick because they need help at that tight end position. They had they had Hopkins, of course, one of the best uh, receivers in the league. Will Fuller got hurt uh, and was out for the season, and he's also a very just a deep threat, more like a straight line runner. I think that for Watson and that offense to truly explode, they're going to need a tight end that can both block, which Noah Fant can do, as we've seen him doing at Iowa, but also catch the ball for those intermediate routes. And I think if they can get somebody like that at tight end and fix their offensive line throughout the rest of the draft at second, third round uh, picks, the Houston-Texas offense could be one of the most lethal offenses in the NFL. So I think picking up a tight end like Noah Fant would be big time for the Texans.
1: for the Oakland Raiders at 24, we're going to go ahead and select the cousin of their newly acquired wide receiver, Antonio Brown and select Marquise Brown, the wide receiver from Oklahoma. The second best wide receiver right now on the Raiders is Seth Roberts. Um, I don't really see how they can contend and have all the aspirations that they do with uh, that being the status quo right now, so at 24, the best option for them would probably be Marquise Brown.
3: <clears throat> at 25, I have the Philadelphia Eagles taking Mac Wilson, linebacker from Alabama. Now, is this necessarily their biggest need? Probably not, but I feel like he's, at that point in the draft and that late-round pick, I feel like he's the best available. Um, this is a guy who, for his time at Alabama, he was wrecking havoc. Uh, as a true junior, you know, he's been playing since his freshman year. This is a guy who's, Always been looked at as one of the top five or ten linebackers in the nation. Um, you can always use front seven help, and I feel like the Eagles are a team that's – they always just make it happen with these picks. Free agency, they have a good front office, and I feel like he just fits into what their culture is. So I feel like Mack Wilson goes to the Eagles.
2: With the 26th pick, the Colts are going to take DeAndre Baker. Um Definitely can go much higher than this. This is probably the lowest he would go. I don't think he'll fall. Yeah, that's a drop. Low 26. Um, but obviously the coach need help on offense, but I don't really see anything. No receivers. They could, they won't go Josh Jacobs. They have Marlon Mack. So I think you'd take best player available at this point And, They don't really have any household names at the corner position. They have Malik Hooker, but he's a safety. So I think DeAndre Baker uh, helps them on the defense side of the ball. And you got to get better on defense to help Andrew Luck.
0: With the 27 pick, I have the Oakland Raiders taking Brian Burns from Florida State, the defensive end. Like L Q said earlier that the Raiders definitely need somebody, need defensive help after trading a generational talent. And I think that they try to fill that role out by also drafting another defensive player by taking uh, Dan Brian Burns. He's super athletic, explosive speed uh, off the edge. Even though this was a down year for Florida State, he still popped on the screen whenever you watched him. And I think if you can get enough defensive players around him, I think that he could be a top, 10 defensive end in the league and potentially top five the way that he played at Florida State. At
1: 28, we have the Los Angeles Chargers selecting Zach Allen, defensive lineman from Boston College. Um, He's had second and third round grades and a couple of the mock drafts I've seen, I believe that's a pretty underrated for him. He led the, ACC and – well, not lead, but tied to ACC and sacks this year. So, I feel like the Chargers could use some of that on their defense. They didn't really have a lot of holes over there this year. As you can see, um Joey Bosa and their secondary, pretty, pretty good. So, I think they just need depth at this point, and that's a good way to start.
3: <clears throat> at 29, I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking Jakai Polite from Florida. Uh this is Ed Rusher. Now, two days ago, before they released Justin Houston and said D four was on the chopping block. I would have probably taken somebody else, but now that Justin Houston is gone, I mean this this pick makes sense. Uh this is a guy with a pretty similar, I guess, kind of frame and a pretty similar kind of game. Uh, these are edge rushers. These are guys that need to get to the quarterback, most importantly on third down. They need to keep contained, they need to do anything in their power to wreak havoc. He did that at Florida. No doubt in my mind. Um, he'll do that in the league. He ran a 4 eight forty. Look, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to get a lot of edge rushers running better than that unless uh, they super free athletes out uh, of the four, 4 is coming to mind and Javion Carney's coming to mind. I definitely think this is a pick that fits for them and if they do this, I definitely think he fits right into what they do.
2: At number 30. The Green Bay Packers are going to take Nazir Adderley. From Delaware, very underrated player, played at the Senior Bowl. Um, I think he will make a good impact on the Green Bay Packers. He's probably one of the best, if not the best, safety in this entire draft, but played at a FCS school. So he'll be looked at, you know, kind of funny when he gets drafted by fans and stuff, but, you know, NFL analysts, they definitely know who he is. But I think he'll do good. He replaces Ha-Ha at this point. You have to build and help Aaron Rodgers while you still have him. The last time the Green Bay Packers gave him a defense, they won the Super Bowl. So you got to continue to take uh, defensive players to help him out.
0: With the 31st pick, the Rams are going to take Jonathan Abram, the safety out of Mississippi State. This is straight off the fact that The Rams just – LaMarcus Joyner, former Rams player, just signed with the Raiders. So I believe that they're going to try to fill that role. I'm surprised that Jonathan is even going to be available here. This is going to be a great pick uh, for the Rams at number 31 if they can get him. I think they'll be really, uh, really ecstatic. He's a pretty good player. Uh, He could play both uh, men. He has great ball skills, and he was a pretty good uh, tackler too. So I think that at 31 – To get Jonathan Abram would be a great pick for the Rams.
1: And at 32, the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots will select the safety Tyler Rapp from Washington. Safety is not one of their biggest concerns, but it would definitely help out. As uh, we discussed earlier, this is a passing league and they are a passing team, and they played a passing quarterback in Patrick Mahomes last year. So if it's anything they can do to boost and improve that secondary, Taylor Rapp is that guy. He can cover well. He's also very, very good in running plays and situations like that. And if they don't want him to play immediately, he played Gunner at Washington. So that's another place that they can use him. So Taylor Rapp should be the pick for the New England Patriots.
0: And that's going to do it for our mock draft 1.0. We'll see how close this comes to how it actually is at the NFL draft. I think think we, we picked some pretty good players here. Um there's definitely some interesting picks and it's going to be fun to see where everything stacks up on the draft. We will put this our mock draft also on Twitter so you could follow along at L E underscore underscore sports to make sure that we can you can see everybody's picks and where each player is going. But for Mike, for Micah, for Prime and LQ, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.